Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. I titled this series Parables, The Kingdom of Heaven is Like, and uh, I am really, really excited about it. And I titled this lesson Secrets, right? And we're going to talk about some secrets that are absolutely amazing. And if you're like me, I like the scoop. I like secrets. So we're going to find out some really, really cool secrets in this series. And I think we're going to have a a wonderful time as we do. Uh, We'll be in Matthew 13. Jesus released seven parables. You won't find anywhere else in the Gospels where all seven of them are put together. Just a couple of them are actually taught. So some of them are only taught here. Just a couple are taught in other Gospels. And so this is really, really special. And in this, Jesus revealed secrets that no one ever knew. They were hidden from the creation of mankind. And one of them, he says, is the most important secret. If we understand it, he says, we will have an incredible God life. We'll walk on this earth just in amazing ways. And so we'll look at that one actually next week. And then he revealed how the enemy's going to try to attack us. And then he revealed another secret that's absolutely amazing. Do you know no one in the Old Testament knew there was going to be a church and a church age? And we'll talk about that as we progress. Nobody knew it was coming. They thought Jesus would be born. That's in the Old Testament, kind of coded, but it's there. And then they thought he would come back and set up his kingdom. And nowhere in the Old Testament, the Jewish Bible, does it say there's going to be 2,000 plus years where there's a church and God's going to reach out to us. And so he's revealing that for the first time. I see the rapture in these parables. So we'll talk a little bit about the rapture in one of these lessons. And we will have a great, great time. So let's talk about parables real quick. Um, The Greek word translated as parables parables is the Greek word parabole. You never have to remember it. But it's one of those words, the translators looked at it and they said, this word just doesn't pop in English, so let's not translate it. They didn't translate it. They transliterated and they wrote parabole into parables. That's all they did. And, and the reason they didn't translate it is this word literally means to lay down besides. So can you see how that just, uh, I'm, I have a series called Lay Down Beside. You and I would not be that excited about this series. But a parable is just simply a natural story that's laid down besides a spiritual truth to help us understand the truth. And you have to be a Christian and have the Holy Spirit activate in your life even to understand these parables. You can understand them intellectually, but to know what the spiritual meaning is, uh, you, you have to know Jesus, you have to accept him as Savior, and then you have to have the Holy Spirit active in your life. So this is transliterated. Another cool word, just for a minute, uh, that was transliterated is the Greek word baptismo. And you know, you recognize it, right? It was written in English as baptism. And it didn't pop. They just thought, oh, this word doesn't pop. It means to dip or to immerse. And they thought, ah, let's just keep it baptism. Because could you imagine instead of John the Baptist, we'd call him John the Dipper? That just... <laughs> That's not popping, guys. Or First Baptist Church today would be First Dipper or First Immerse Church, and not not popping. So baptism was just a better word. So here's my big idea for this lesson. I want you to walk out understanding it more clearly than ever, and it goes like this, guys. God secretly released eternal secrets. And secretly is the parables. The purpose of a parable, as we're going to see in a moment, is that only a Christian can understand the true meaning and the spiritual impact of these natural stories, right? And then I like this, God secretly released eternal secrets. These were secrets from the 
before the foundation of the earth. These are secrets that after the foundation of the earth was laid, God didn't tell anybody. But guys, he's made it known to us. So we're gonna have some fun as we look at this. Here's a verse in Matthew 13. This is where the seven parables are. Listen to verse 34. All these things Jesus spoke to the multitude in parables, parables, right? And without a parable, he did not speak to them that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things kept secret from the foundation of the world. That is absolutely cool. Now the apostle Paul later, Jesus is kind of giving us the skeleton of these secrets. The apostle Paul puts all the meat on the bone, but they were kept secret from the very foundation of the earth. And I got to thinking about this. God's so much better at this than I am. I have a really difficult time keeping secrets. I don't know about you. If I know something, now counseling, I would never tell your secrets you tell me in counseling. But if it's something that's not that important, I have a hard time not telling people about it. And when our kids were young, I'll tell you what, Christmas time, Gina uh, had the packages wrapped about a month out and under the tree. And I would tell my kids about a month out, guys, we can open these tonight, right? Mom's not home. Let's just open them up, right? Uh, let's, let's just, well, and, then, and then they'd say, Dad, we want to have it on Christmas. We don't want to open it up. And, and i say, are you sure? I'll tell you what, shake that, and I'll give you some hints so you can guess what's in that package. And they would not do it. They would not do it. Christmas Eve, I tried again, and Gina would be there, and I'd say, guys, why don't we just open everything now? Let's just have Christmas right now. We just went to church. It's a good time to celebrate Jesus. Let's just open all the presents. And my kids would not do it. I go, what's wrong with you guys? I'm giving you freedom to open all your gifts. We want to do it on Christmas Day, Dad. And so I struggle with secrets, but God doesn't, man. He kept these things secret from the foundation of the earth. I want you to think about it. God didn't even tell Moses who he had a face-to-face -face relationship. One of the greatest characters in the Old Testament, right? He didn't tell King David who was the, the greatest king in the Bible. He didn't tell King Solomon, the smartest king in the Bible. And my two favorites, Elijah and Elisha, the greatest prophets that ever lived, he didn't even reveal these secrets to them. But he's now in these parables revealing them to us. And most of you in this room that have been around, you're going to recognize them. But I believe we're going to see them in an order that's just going to make us smile. We're going to understand some things we never understood. And we're going to understand how the devil works. And we're going to be able to look at today and say, oh, that's, that's in the parable. Jesus told us he would work this way. And we're going to see some things that are happening in the earth. And we're going to go... Oh, that was, Jesus revealed this secret to us. So we're gonna have a blast as we do it. One, one more verse here in Matthew, Matthew 13, 10. And, and the disciples came and said to him, why do you speak to them, referring the religious people and the non-believers in parables? Why are you sharing, lay down beside stories, parable A? He answered and said to them, because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God of heaven. The kingdom of God, heaven is like, right? But to them, it has not been given. So God loves non-believers. He wants to see them come into the kingdom. But these things they'll never understand. They might intellectually understand these parables. Um, they might intellectually understand some things that Paul talked about, but they'll never fully be able to understand these things. And notice this, the latter part of verse 11, is given to you to know the mysteries. 
And this is another Greek word they transliterated it. You don't have to remember it. It's Greek word musterion. And they thought, it doesn't pop. So what we're going to do, we're going to just write it in English, mystery. And here's what it literally means. That which was hidden and is now made known. It's made known. And guys, I want to show you some things that the Bible says about these mysteries and how powerful they are. And you and I are going to value the Old Testament because it's not part of the mystery, um, but we're going to value it. But then we're going to begin to value the New Testament. And I'll tell you what, I read the Bible every day. This year, I'm going to read through it twice. I'm on pace to have two times through this year. And I just kiss it a lot. I do. And I have different Bibles. I have paper Bibles. I have a Bible on my phone. I have a Bible here. And I just kiss it. Because, man, it is the most amazing thing. And we're going to see that. So I want you to hear what the Apostle Paul said. Listen to this. Colossians 1.25. And he said this. Of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, his gift, his calling, his purpose, which was given to me for you, the Christians, and for all of us and all Christians throughout time, to fulfill the word of God. And the word fulfill means complete. So I want you to think about this. The Apostle Paul is unique to anyone else in the Bible. His purpose was to finish writing the Bible. That's why he said a messenger from Satan was given to him, to buffet him, because of his great revelation and understanding. The devil wanted to stop this guy because he's putting all these things out that are hidden and he's putting all the meat on the bone and guys, the enemy wanted to stop him so bad. And I want you to think about the Old Testament. We mentioned it already. The Old Testament's really important. I love reading the Old Testament. And in the Old Testament, we have all these stories. We can learn from the principles. They're all so good, so important. We have the moral commands of God. And do you know we're still under all the moral commands of God? We just simply fulfill it a different way. We fulfill it by the Holy Spirit giving us the ability, opening up our eyes so we can walk in those things. And there's all kind of types and shadows. But guys, there's so much that's not in there. And guess where it's at? It's in what we call the Pauline Revelation, right? Beginning in Rome and all the letters that Paul wrote and this letter, Colossians, Ephesians, Galatians, 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, everything Paul wrote, it has these secrets in them. And I love what he says next. He's gonna tell us the cream of the mystery. He says this, verse 26, the mystery which has been hidden from the ages and from generations but now has revealed to his saints, been revealed to his saints, verse 27, to them, the Christians, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, that's non-Jews, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And most of us know these verses, but I want you to just think about it. When we talk about this mystery, there's going to be a church age. God's gonna reach out to the non-Jews, right? But the most awesome part of this mystery, guys, is that Jesus Christ lives in you now, and he didn't live in people in the Old Testament. That's an amazing part of this mystery, and it's kind of twofold. One way that God lives inside of us is when you accepted Christ as your Savior, the Holy Spirit came inside you, 
and he recreated you. The Bible says you're made in his image and in his likeness. So we have God's very nature. We're not part of the Godhead, but guys, do you know you look a lot like Jesus and a lot like your father? And so that means you're holy and you're blameless. That means that you are love. The real you is love. We're, we're new in our minds, right? And we deal with our emotions. But do you know the real you loves people? Oh yeah, the real you is kind. Did you know the real you is patient? Yeah, it's the fruit of the Holy Spirit, but it's also your very nature. You're a patient person. And some of you are sitting here thinking, I'm not patient. Oh, you are. The real you is. So Christ is in you. But you know what else, guys? You know how else God's inside of you? He put the Holy Spirit inside of you. And God himself now lives inside of you. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But that's who you are. That's the cream of this mystery. And Jesus is going to begin to lay it out. So here's something about the Jews and about us. Uh, I think it's so fascinating. Romans eleven twenty five, And notice how the mystery is spoken of again. I do not want you to be ignorant of this mystery, brothers and sisters, fellow Christians, so that you may not be conceited. Israel has experienced a hardening in part until the full number of the non-Jews, the Gentiles, has come in. And so God is now reaching out to people that aren't Jewish. He still loves Israel. He still works in their behalf. He's setting things up. But you know, in the Old Testament, there were some non-Jews like ourselves, right? Could have been some of our relatives. They converted to Judaism, but it was such a small amount. In the New Testament, there's some Jews that accept Christ, but it's a small amount. Do you know why? God's hardened their hearts. They can't see Jesus. And I've been to Israel a couple times, and I've shared Jesus with Jewish people here. They're awesome people, but you know what? They just don't want to hear it, and they can't see it. But I understand. But guys, there's coming a day, because um, when Jesus came to the earth, according to Daniel, he gave us the Jewish time clock. Um, he said after the Messiah came and was raised from the dead, there would be seven years left on the Jewish time clock. And guess what? Nobody saw he would put that on hold. He'd pause it. We'll see it in one of our parables. And he would insert the church age. But do you know the seven-year tribulation period in the book of Revelations? That's the last seven years of the Jewish time clock. And we usually just see it for wrath. God's going to get people. But you know it's the greatest time of evangelism that the planet's ever seen. It's going to be amazing. And it's God's grace also reaching out to people. And so the Bible's letting us know, hey, God has put the Jews on a shelf for now. He's still dealing with the nation. Don't be conceited, Gentiles. But guess what God's waiting for till he goes back to the Jews in that last seven years? He's waiting for the full amount of non-Jews, Gentiles, to come into the kingdom. And you've heard me say this if you've been at Believers. Uh, God the Father's up in heaven. And there's one secret he's not revealed to anybody. Jesus, who's as much God as the Father, God the Son, the Holy Spirit, who's as much God as the Father, God the Holy Spirit. Do you know he's never shared with them when Jesus will return. Nobody knows the day or the hour but the Father. Jesus said that himself. And so what's God waiting for? Every prophecy about Jesus coming back to the earth has already been fulfilled. What's he waiting for? The amount of Gentiles or non-Jews to come into the kingdom. And so I always say this, I don't want God the Father to be in heaven. And Jesus looks at him and says, Daddy, can I go get my church, the rapture? Can I go get my church? He says, that believer's... I'll tell you what, that believers in the Mahoning Valley, they're a little slow. They're not getting everybody saved that they need to get saved. We're waiting for them. Come on, believers. And then he's sending people from other churches here to help us. I don't want it to go down like that. I want it to go down like this. 
Well, Believers is ready. Let's go send them out to help other people out. They've got all the people they needed to bring into the kingdom. Wouldn't it be great? Everybody in the valley that's gonna be saved is saved. And God says, I'm still waiting for those other people all around the country to come into the kingdom. And so there's that number and it's gonna be glorious. So we're not conceited. We know who we are, what we're called to. But let's take a look, guys, at what has to happen for us to understand these secrets. And I want to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7. It reads like, or verse 6, it reads like this. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature. It's referring to Christians. In the verses above, he talks about miracles and gifts of the Spirit. But he says, we also need to teach people the wisdom of God, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. He says, there's a spiritual wisdom. That's what we're speaking in verse seven, he goes on to say, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mysterion, a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for his glory. Listen to this, which none of the rulers of this age, that's the devil and his helpers, knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Keep that up there. Think about this. Boardman, think about this. TCI, think about this. TV guys, think about it. Online, think about it. Warren, think about it. Listen, the Bible's saying the devil would have never crucified Jesus if he knew what Jesus had planned. It was a secret. He didn't do it. Uh, he, he didn't know it. So uh, just think about that. The reason he wanted to crucify Jesus, his reasoning was, he's a pain in my dupa, and I want to get rid of him. I'm going to inspire people to kill this guy. But he had no idea that killing Jesus was going to create a church age and that God was going to reach out to all the hurting people, all the people that are in bondage all over the earth. God was going to reach out to them with the gospel and God was going to bring them into freedom and God was going to put his Holy Spirit inside of them. If the devil knew that, he would have never done it. But guys, we are the redeemed children of God and we have received the blessing of the cross and you and I can rejoice about that forever, man. We're not losers, we're winners. We're children of God, man, and we have this incredible call on our life to reach people that have never been reached, and eventually God will say, guys, you did a good job taking you home. Boom, we'll go home. That's gonna be fun. Uh, there's a marriage supper of the lamb, so we'll get to eat. We don't have to worry about salt or fat or sugar. It's like, that's gonna be a fun time. And then I'll probably pick out during that time, but then I'm not gonna have my flesh, so I probably won't wanna pick out, and I'm like, God, you took the fun out of this. Can, can I be here with my flesh for a little bit and enjoy this meal? So, uh, guys, the Holy Spirit's in us. The devil didn't know that what was going to happen. Listen to verse 9. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. I remember as a young Christian, I'd hear a preacher preach verse 9. And I'd be sitting there and he goes, oh, the mysteries of God. You'll never know the mysteries of God. Eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard. It's never gonna enter into your hearts. And, and I would think, oh, that's terrible because I like to know secrets. I'd like the scoop. And now God's not gonna tell me the scoop. Mm, that made me upset. And I wish they would have read verse 10, but they never read it. But as I grew in God, I read verse 10. And verse 10 says this, but God has revealed them to us through his Holy Spirit. So guys, the things people have never seen with their eyes, heard with their ears, never understood, God's revealed them to us. We know all the secrets. The only, the only one secret we don't know, when's Jesus coming back? I don't know. I'm gonna live like he's coming tonight. How about you? Listen to this. For, for the Holy Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Verse 11, 
For what man knows the things of man except the spirit of man which is in him? Can we stop just for a moment? I'll read that last verse in a minute. Every one of you sitting, listening to me today, whether Borman, TCI, online, in the future, TV, here in Warren, you know everything about yourself, don't you? You know what I mean. You know your hopes. You know your dreams. You know your anxieties, your fears. You know your pain. And even though you know a lot of people in this room well, they don't know everything about you, and they never will. But you know who knows everything about you? The real you, your human spirit, it knows everything you're feeling. And God's setting this up. Okay, so I can't put my spirit in you so you know everything I'm dreaming, everything I'm feeling. Okay, okay, I can share some things with you, but you'll never know everything that's going on in here. But listen to what he goes on to say. It goes on to say, even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. So the Spirit of God knows what God thinks. He knows what God thinks about you. He knows uh, God's plans for you. He knows all the secrets. Wouldn't it be cool if we could get him inside of us so he could tell us? Wouldn't that be cool? Oh, wait, he already did it. Okay, so uh, notice now as we read on, guys, it's amazing. Verse 12 says this. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. God. And so we need to activate him because he's, he's the Holy Spirit who shows us all these secrets. Jesus said it this way. It's powerful. John 14, 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So we could be just narrow and say, well, this is just for his apostles, right? Well, it is, but the rest of the Bible says it's for all of us. I mean, we just read a bunch of verses that says he's in us to reveal things to us. And, and I want you to see what he does. He teaches you all things. And guys, you're hearing me teach, um, and hopefully I'm helping out as I teach. But you know what? The real, who the real teacher is? It's the Holy Spirit. He's the one that takes the words I speak, the words you read, and he makes it come alive. He opens it up to you. And I love this part. He brings all things back to your remembrance. And so I think about the disciples. They walked with Jesus for over three years. Think about that. Over three years, they walked with Jesus. And, and then they had to write the Bible. Can you imagine that? They had to remember. They weren't writing things down. And uh, the Holy Spirit just bubbled it all up and brought it back to remembrance. Not too long ago, I was laying in the hospital having a stroke. And... Uh, it was amazing. You know, it takes a while. You have the wind knocked out of you. But, you know, day three, day four, I'm laying in that bed. And God's just bubbling scriptures up. And he wants to do that in all of our lives, right? Those scriptures are bubbling up. And I begin to think about scriptures. I hadn't read some of them in a while. But I begin to think, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If God be for me, who can be against me, right? The, he came to set us free. He came to heal us. And these scriptures are just bubbling up in us. And that's what God wants to do in every single one of your lives. So he teaches us. He brings things to our remembrance. Next time you're in a jam, maybe tomorrow you're in a jams, this going on, that going on. Man, just get quiet and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you because he will speak to you, right? And as you read the Bible and you read these scriptures, let him begin to open your eyes. So I'm going to tell you a cool story in a moment, but uh, I want to show you how our prayer group prayed for you yesterday. And uh, I want to show you how I pray for you regularly. 
But then I want to show you the same thing, how you can pray this over yourself, and it will revolutionize your life. It's Ephesians 1.15, and it reads like this. That is why ever since I heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and of the love you have for Christians everywhere, verse 16, 17, I have never stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly. And Paul did this for every believer. I pray this. I, I often say, Father, everybody that calls believers church, their church in this valley. And I pray this prayer over you regularly and other prayers. It goes on to say, asking God that the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ to give you wisdom to see clearly and really understand who Christ is and all that he has done for you. So when you pray this prayer, you know what it does? It activates the Holy Spirit. And I love, I'm reading a paraphrase. Some, sometimes the paraphrase for certain chapters and verses does okay. It's not, but this one's really accurate with the Greek and it's easier to understand on these verses. And so notice, he's praying that, that we would be given wisdom to see clearly and really understand who Christ is. I like that. And all that he's done for us, that's all the secrets, guys. That's what we're gonna see in the parables. And he want, he's praying that we see clearly and accurately. And then I like this, verse 18. I pray that your hearts, that your inner man will be flooded with light. And I wanna talk about that, but listen to this. So that you can see something of the future he has called you to share. All these secrets, right? I want you to realize that God has been made rich because we who are Christ have been given to him. So real quick, and then we'll talk about light. Do you know that when you accepted Jesus, you enriched God's life? I want you to think about that. You blessed God. And did you know that? That's what the Bible says, and it says it in many places. In other words, we have blessed God because we're his children, and man, he loves you, he cares about you. And I want you to wake up tomorrow morning like, I like to wake up this way. God, it's good to see you, and I thank you that you love me. You know, some people wake up and like, oh no, you know, God doesn't like me. God's mad about yesterday and this and that. Guys, he loves you. He cares about you. And you know what he wants to do? He wants to turn the light on. So Gina and I in our bedroom, we have the blackout shades. So I'll get up in the morning and when I get up, I can see the dresser, I can see chairs, I can see things. But it's, it's, you can't see everything. It's just kind of cloudy. But then when you turn the light on, doesn't everything become more clear when the light's on? It does for all of us. And guys... That's what the Holy Spirit has the ability to do. So we can say, God, do this in my life. And I pray this over myself every day. Say, God, as I read the Bible, open up my eyes. Give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Help me understand what I don't understand. Turn the lights on, Lord God. I do it before I study. I do it before I read. I do it all the time. And you can pray this way for yourself. So I'm gonna tell you a cool story and close with this story. My mama, um, she was uh, born in Italy. She came here when she was 10. And uh, she started going to school in Kane, Pennsylvania, but World War II took place. And so they closed schools down, at least where she lived, and they had to go work in the factory because all the guys were there. And I believe she worked in the Motorola radio factory, which is pretty cool. And she stopped school. Sixth grade, she never went back. And so she spoke with a little accent, you know. And, and uh, I started Believers in 83, and uh, mom was here. It was about a year, and mama said, I need to talk to you. You know how it is when your mama says she needs to talk to you. I was expecting her to maybe correct me or something. And uh, so I said, yeah, mom, what's up? And she said, Joe, 
you tell me that I can understand the Bible and I can read the Bible, but every time I read it, I don't understand what I'm reading. And she said, I know I only went to sixth grade and I think that's the reason and I'm an immigrant and I, I can read English, but it's not my greatest you know, language. And, and I said, Mom, none of that's true. I took her to these verses and I said, I want you to begin to pray these verses over you. And I began to pray for her more the same with these verses. But I said, Mom, every time you go to read the Bible, I want you to pray, God, open up my eyes. Holy Spirit, open up my eyes. Uh, shine the light. Help me understand it. And so I don't know, about a year later, Mom, Mom grabbed me again and wanted to talk. And, and she said, Joe, the Bible is coming alive. Now I read it and I understand it. And I said, yeah, Mom, you don't have to be a Bible school graduate to understand the secrets of God. And everybody in this room, everybody listening in Borman, everybody online, guys, we can understand the word of God. We can understand the secrets. And can we give it up for God and just say, thank you, Lord God. That's absolutely amazing. Woo, that's amazing. So I want to pray now. Bow our heads, close our eyes. Father, here's one of our prayers. Here's one of our prayers. Man, we thank you for the secrets. We ask you if we go through this series that you would open it up, open our eyes up, help us understand these secrets, Lord, that were kept secret forever. We thank you, Father, that you're going to help us do that. And we ask you as we read our Bibles, make it come alive. Release the Holy Spirit to open up our eyes. And Father, we thank you that from this moment on, we're going to go to the next level with our comprehension of the Word of God. We thank you that we don't have to be scholars. We don't have to be Bible school graduates. We just have to be children of God who say, activate the Holy Spirit in me. Let me understand the scriptures. And Father, we thank you that those scriptures set us free in every area of our life. Bring us to be disciples and change us forever. Father, we thank you for that. Now, heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Listen. I'm going to let you go in a moment, but I, I want to pray another prayer, a very special prayer. There are probably some of you in this room, you're like I was. When I was 19, I came to a place where I didn't believe God existed anymore. I just, I grew up Catholic. I grew up hearing about God. My, my parents were God-fearing. But I just, through life, my brother died young, and I just came to a place where I, I was mad at God. I didn't feel he existed. And, and, and some of you are probably like that right now for different reasons. And then there's some of you that you fear God. Uh, maybe you grew up in church, maybe you didn't, but you really fear God. You believe he exists. But for both types of people and everybody in between, you've never had a moment in your life where you connected with God. And the Bible says we have to have that moment. The Bible says only God can open our eyes up to it, so I can't open your eyes. But boy, did I pray hard that he would open eyes up today, right? And uh, the Bible says if you call on the name of the Lord, he will save you. And if you can see that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, call on his name, man, something happens, that miracle that we talked about today. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you're listening, you say, you know what, Pastor Joe? I've never felt this way, but I, I feel like I'm ready. I want to pray with you. Would you pray right now? Boardman, TCI, online, here in Warren, and the rest of us, can we help them pray? Just say this after me. Say, Father God, I realize I was born sin-stained, and I need a Savior. I repent of all my sins, and this day, I look to Jesus. Jesus, I believe you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. I declare you're my Lord. And most importantly, I make a decision today to follow you. Thank you for opening my heart and my eyes up to you. Amen. 
Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast. Thank you.